Good day. Welcome. You are listening to Conversations from the Porch with your host, author, researcher, and intrepid truth-teller, Jack Hart. Jack is looking at the forest through the trees somewhere on the Cumberland Plateau. Now, from the porch, here's Jack Hart. All right, here we are. Cool, chilly. Uh, it was, I think it was a full moon last night. Uh, 26. 26 was the full moon? Yeah, yeah. But, you know, it's, it's probably hovering around freezing right now. Uh, it's a nice day. Sun's out. Now, uh, yeah, I'm going to give you a fix of Phil Hunter here. Uh, and uh, we're going to throw in some Scott Ritter as much as I don't particularly care for Scott. I think he did a good job with this. Uh, well, whoever's handlers are. Uh, everybody's bailing out on Israel. Uh, and uh, this and Biden, and, and, and of course, Joe, well, uh, I, I, don't, I, don't, I, I, I have no idea what the what 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 the plans are with Biden's handlers, and uh, I, I think they're just trying to ruin him. That's what I think uh, uh, by his uh, his steadfast backing of this genocide going on in Palestine uh, is uh, uh, I, I, politically. I mean, how, how could he possibly run for president? I don't care. And then they get these Gallup polls and New York Times polls. They're showing them at maybe 25, 30%. You know what? The real polls are showing them at 9%. Uh, go out on the street and ask anybody if they, nobody's, he's got no support anymore. He, he had some support with the woke. Now they hate him. Now they hate, they're in the streets protesting against him. They're not telling you about it, but that's what's going on. Uh, massive protests. I mean, I know in New York they even closed down uh, uh, the Grand Central Station. Uh, you know, and D.C. they closed that down too. These are not just Arabs, man. These, this is the woke. This is the woke. Uh, Black Lives Matter is, uh, is militantly backing uh, Trump, which we're going to talk about that too. Uh, I'm, uh, I don't see like. Uh, my cousin asked me, he's a big Trump, so he wanted, uh, he wanted Phil's impression because he's so happy now that uh, Trump looks like he's got the election sewed up. I don't think I care what color. And uh, that Colorado decision is just going to go to the Supreme Court and they're going to strike it down. Uh, so it's, it's not going to mean anything. And I think he's a shoo-in. Uh, and uh, now, uh, uh, who was it? Nick Fuentes is saying that he's going to choose Nimarata. Nikki Haley, a.k.a. Nikki Haley, as his vice presidential candidate. And this man is close to 80, if he's not 80, by the time he, he gets back in the White House. Uh, you know, they can just, he, he, he drops dead. And now we got a trigger. Uh, uh, this, this woman's a psychopath. She's a complete psychopath. Uh, she's a haji. She's been brought in to do a job where, where a conscience would just be excess baggage, uh, just like the ones that were brought in at Twitter to to censor uh, Twitter. Just like all of the nutty Yahoo's people. Well, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, they have no conscience. No, well, the, the, the Jews having no conscience goes without saying. I am not Scott Ritter, and I'm not afraid to be called an anti-Semite. Uh, and I have family that's Jewish. I'm probably going to be spending next week in New York City. How do you like that? Uh, uh, but, uh, you know, I'm not going to call them Zionists. Uh, people said a long time ago to stop doing that. Uh, uh, it's, 
as far as I see, I got to lump them all together. Uh, and uh, what Israel is doing is unacceptable to, 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 to Western man, to, to all of our countries, to, 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 to England, to France, to Italy, to Spain, to America, to Canada. We don't, we don't do shit like this. And I mean, we're seeing exactly what we have been saying about Netanyahu and his ilk um, for years. Well, we're know, actually seeing it play out. Uh, Stone, uh, uh, Sean's father, uh, uh, he, he had interviewed Netanyahu uh, uh, a few years ago, and now he's saying, he's Oliver Stone, he says, uh, you know, I when I interviewed him years ago, I thought he was a psychopath, and he's only gotten worse. He's only gotten worse. This man is demented, and, and uh, uh, Ritter calls him out on his umbrus. Uh, uh, you know, I like what Ritter says. Uh, you know, uh, he goes, he goes. Uh, Obama's running for re-election, and he goes and he addresses Congress like he has any say in an American election. Uh, yeah, Ritter said I would have went up there, and broke his neck, and threw him out like a piece of garbage. Uh, uh, that's what should have happened to him. I, I, that's I, I, well, it's the same thing should have happened to Zelensky. Well, yeah, yeah, but th 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 this guy, the way he acts, is like uh, he's running America, uh, and uh, <laughs> and the Congress and the Senate take this shit. And what do you want with guys like McConnell? That other creep that got in as the House Speaker, uh, uh, yeah, the first thing he says, he needs to send money to Israel. The country's the infrastructure's falling apart here. We're embroiled in a war in Ukraine we got to extricate ourselves from. Uh, I'm going to send money to Israel. Uh, you know, we can't accept that as Americans anymore. Uh, uh, my hat's off to Scott. You did a great job. Uh, and we'll post this uh, bit shoot uh, tape with, with the interview. But frankly, I, I have a guy here who has uh, more combat experience than Scott does. He didn't work on a UN inspection team. Uh, and he was fought, fought over there in the Middle East for years. Uh, and uh, he knows the situation a little bit better. And we're here to pick Mr. Phil Hunter's mind. Phil, why don't you take it from here? Uh, let's do, you start wherever you want. We'll go get to the Red Sea and, and the fleet and all that. With Scott. Yeah, I think that's a good place to start. Um, that's a real good place to start with regard to um, the Red Sea. There went the fireplace. Must be getting cool in here. Uh, the Red Sea. The Red Sea is the uh, connector between the Far East, India, Eastern Africa, and the Mediterranean and all of Western civilization. Um, prior to the building of the Suez Canal, everybody had to go around the Horn of Africa. And the Horn of Africa is known to be one of the worst um, coastlines to uh, ever have to navigate through based upon you know, centuries of people losing ships to the Horn of Africa and the, the tidal surges and uh, the storms and, and the fact anyway um, so I was reading the other day that from India to the Mediterranean through the Red Sea is seven days to the Mediterranean 
you have to go around the horn, you're talking 30 days. Now, Jack and I were talking when we were eating breakfast, talking about today's show a little bit, um, the supply lines. Not only oil, because oil is a big thing that goes through there, but if the Suez Canal effectively is, is shut off by the Yemeni rebels, as they're called, um, the, the Saudi Arabia's uh, biggest enemy at the moment, and it has been for, what, four years now? They've been going after Yemen. Um, they want that piece of land, I guess, uh, just like Nutty Yahoo wants Gaza. Uh, but if you, you shut off supply lines like that and you extend those uh, supply times by three times, everybody in the Western world that is relying on whatever is being manufactured in the, the East uh, to go through the Suez, now you've extended the, the supply lines by a factor of three until you adjust, your just-in-time supply system is stuck for 20 days. If it's a 30-day cycle instead of a 10-day cycle, your supply line, your manufacturing, your sales, your uh, uh, inventory is, is down to nothing for at least 20 days. How many businesses are going to go out of business? How many people are going to go to a different manufacturer as opposed to BMW or Volkswagen um, because BMW and Volkswagen can't satisfy the orders because they can't get parts because of these Yemeni rebels, the Houthi rebels, um, being able to send a $100,000 missile into a freighter something carrying all of the supplies from the Far East. And then you have to think about, well, how does this uh, play into the old Silk Road and the, the Belt and Road Initiative of the Chinese and the um, over-the-road supply lines that the Chinese and the Russians are um, negotiating and working under at the moment? And then you... I have to go farther into the digging that's required with regard to oil. If it's going to take 30 days to get the oil, then there's going to be oil shortages. Who benefits mostly from oil shortages? Of course, the oil suppliers, Saudi Arabia. Uh, prices are going to go up because of shortage, supply and demand. Uh, and, and this goes on and on, and you can look at it in many, many different ways. But again, going back to Scott Ritter's video, he, he makes, uh, um, and HP makes a good point as well in, in his most recent post, that the, um, the cost of a Houthi rebel, Yemeni rebel missile that can destroy an aircraft carrier that costs billions of dollars, only cost them a hundred thousand or a couple hundred thousand dollars. And every time you launch a sortie off of a, an aircraft carrier, 
And all of those planes, let's say you put six planes in the air, they're all carrying missiles on them that are a million dollars a piece. So they're bleeding us. They're bleeding our money into this system, this system of warfare. Who benefits? Politically and, and sociopolitically, globally, the ones who are benefiting, of course, are the Saudis, the Chinese. Um, who doesn't benefit? The Russians, no? The Russians do in the sense of it, it, it strengthens their trade with China and the Chinese land routes of supply. Um, the Russians will also benefit from a, a greater um, demand for their natural gas, for their propane, for their oil. Uh, there'll be a greater demand, but there's going to be a greater demand worldwide. And you, then you have to ask yourself, what happened that the American gasoline prices went down over the holidays? Is it a political move? I don't know. I think so. Um, the, because I saw on December 5th, the uh, OPEC nations, all of these oil producers from the Middle East, Saudi Arabia in particular, they signed an agreement uh, with their customers that they would accept local currencies or gold as opposed to the U.S. petrodollar. You haven't heard about that one, have you? I haven't. Um, that was signed on December 5th. That agreement effectively eliminated the petrodollar. And the next thing that, that has occurred that has to be looked at. Well, we know who's going to benefit from the petrodollar going away. That's going to be the suppliers of the oil. Um, and maybe the guys in, in Texas are backing that because if they don't trade in dollars, they're going to trade in gold. Um, so the next thing we have to look at is the banking and what's happening in banking. Did you hear the Bank of Japan got in hot water for buying all the U.S. bonds up. No. Um, the Bank of Japan is uh, in a real world of hurt. They're, they're about bankrupt. Um, they, the world banks have had to come in and bail out the Bank of Japan. Everybody is dumping United States bonds. Now, that is how the U.S. finances all its operations. It sells bonds to other nations, to big corporations, to investment houses with a guaranteed rate of return, 1%, 2%, whatever, 3%, whatever the bond return rate is. They sell bonds. That's how they raise the money to be able to pay the debts that the United States has. Nobody's wanting bonds anymore. Bonds used to be, when America was on top, the, the safe investment. They don't want bonds anymore because they know that the dollar's no longer pegged to anything. 
other than the production of the, the people of the United States. And we know where that's going. Uh, so there's a couple of things going on there. Not only with regard to Nutty Yahoo and, and his genocide in Gaza so that they can already just go in with the bulldozers. They're ready to go in with bulldozers and put up a new city. They're already, uh, they've already selling houses over there. Right. They already have house designs there. Right. So internationally, we're, we're seeing a lot of things that are not being reported, at least anywhere that the average Joe is going to hear it. The banking industry is in total turmoil. Um, there have been hundreds of little banks that have had problems or going out of business in the U.S. The big banks around the world are having problems uh, propping up their system. We're seeing a total reshuffle there. We're seeing a reshuffle in who's going to get money and what kind of money within the oil industry. Um, then we come on to the next one, uh, and I will say this. Nutty Yahoo uh, is the front man. He's, he's making the Zio's decisions along with his advisory panel. His advisory panel, I would venture to say, is the people who have billions of dollars around the planet, the ones who control the media, control politics. We uh, Scott Ritter touched on APAC and the fact that APAC gave him a $6 million offer when he retired from uh, being a weapons inspector. Uh, APAC has been a problem in this country since its inception. Well, that thing they did with Pollard, that was outright treason, and they, they got away with it. I, 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 most Americans don't even know who Jonathan Pollard is at this point. It's uh, unless, crazy. Unless you, you were in the business I was in. Right, right. Well, every soldier knows they... Uh, treason, treason. Yes, and that, that kind of treason needs to be met with uh, a noose. And, yeah, extreme prejudice. And a short stop. So we're, we're in a situation where uh, everything is, is chaos and few are reporting on it. So let's go to the bread and circus because bread and circus in the United States is one thing and one thing only. It's all about politics. Um, politics, we're coming on an election uh, in February, starting in February. There are primaries going on, uh, Iowa, uh, New, not New Jersey, New Hampshire. New Hampshire. Uh, both have primaries. Uh, Colorado's primary will not have Trump on the ballot. There are a bunch of other states trying to get him off the ballot as well. And, and I don't get wound up very often anymore. It's not worth it because... Usually it's shit I can't do anything about that I would get wound up over. But in the case of uh, this situation in Colorado, you have judges who have determined that 
Trump is a, an insurrectionist. Where is due process? Has he been charged? Has he been tried in a court of law for insurrection? No. So they arbitrarily make the decision that he's an insurrectionist, and as an insurrectionist, he cannot be on their ballot. And this judge is a George Soros act, act, uh, activist, isn't he? Uh, I, I mean, you know. And uh, Colorado knows what it's doing, and, and the state attorney general knows what he's doing. He wants to make this a federal case to see just what's going to happen at the Supreme Court. Because if the Supreme Court justices that were appointed by Trump do not recuse themselves, then they have a, another constitutional and another legal crisis. Because if they recuse, don't recuse themselves and they find in Trump's favor, then the state of Colorado has the means to go in and say, well, the judges are biased because they were all appointed by Trump. So it's, it's a big, big issue uh, on the back end. And, and it, it amazes me that, uh, the, and I guess it shouldn't amaze me, but it does, that they're not telling people the, the whole story behind this. Because you'd think that Trump, if he's going to be on the, not going to be on the ballot, all his supporters would write him in on the ballot. Can't write him in either. The judge said you can't write him in. And so, therefore, all of the, the news media that is not bringing that up, that is everyday Joe's news media, um, they'll go into the voting booth and write him in. Well, it won't count. So there, there's a lot going on there. And it, and it is, and this entire situation um, comes down to Biden and the deep state, as they call it, the, the same people I've been saying need to be gone and needed to be gone for years and years. All of those senior executives, those SES executives in the federal government, guys like Fauci, he was a part of the senior executive service. He was getting, you know, I don't know, half a million dollars a year in payroll. That's crazy. They're going to fight for those jobs, and they're going to fight for their idealism. All of the senior executives in all of these different agencies have only one thing in mind. Go to Congress and get more money this year than I got last year so that I can pad my pocket and keep my idealistic goals in the works and keep running forward. Um, so it, you know, it's, it amazes me, though it shouldn't, that Nikki Haley... Donald Trump, um, 
Vivek uh, Ramaswamy, uh, all of these people, Newsom, Biden, all these politicians are not addressing the issues that need to be addressed in this country because they know if they don't have the support of political action committees, which are special interest groups. Like APAC. Like APAC. Um, those special interest groups have way, way, way too much influence. And there's too many other things that are going on in this country that are not being addressed. I'll give you some examples of things that are not being addressed. The FDA, and I don't know if, if any of you know who Berkey Water Filters is. Uh, Berkey Water Filters have been around for 35 years, and they have been producing water filtration systems that not only eliminate 100% of what's in water in the way of uh, chemicals and minerals, anything with a large molecule, basically, um, other than an H2O molecule, is blocked by their filtration systems. They have filtration systems that take fluoride and chlorine out of water. Well, the FDA has determined through testing of God knows whose filters, because the FDA didn't ask Berkey for filters. The FDA did not um, buy filters from Berkey. The FDA tested what they called, in air quotes, Berkey filters, and determined that Berkey filters were an insecticide because they the filters are able to eliminate bacteria from the water. So they're in, the filters are insecticides. Now these are just inert, well-made filters. They're, they're carbon filters. They're not treated with chemicals like insecticides and so on. Well, the FDA has, has sued, and then of course, Berkey has turned around and sued the FDA um, for numerous reasons, but basically because the FDA is trying to shut them down. Now, why would the FDA not want people in the United States to have clean water? What about the rest of the world? This is an international company selling millions of units worldwide. Little units that filter a gallon of water at a time, or units like I have that do four or five gallons at a time. Those people in the FDA, according to some of the people I've, I've read with regard to this particular situation between Berkey and the Federal Department of Agriculture, the, the whole purpose of shutting Berkey down is because whether you believe in viruses or not, water tested with a virus in it goes through a Berkey filter, no longer has a virus in it. So those molecules, those cells, those um, strands of DNA, those 
they get filtered out by their filtration system. And during COVID, there was a very large spike in Berkey filter purchases. I le left you for a second to think about that. Yeah, I just did. Yeah. Um, so, there we go. There's one of those, those situations where had we had apolitical and people without axes to grind for other masters, had we had a, a true federal department of agriculture that was looking out for we the people, this never would have happened with Berkey. Why am I, I hot on Berkey? Because I like their product, number one. Number two, I'm in the market for replacement filters. The filters last for about 6,000 gallons. And you couldn't find filters for about two weeks. They were nowhere to be found. Um, and there's a lot of uh, companies out there, these Far East companies, the just-in-time anyway, that are making counterfeit filters. Oh well, we, we know that's going on. Let's go back to other operations, a little closer to home. You ever heard of swatting? You know what swatting is? Yeah, when you call the police and say somebody's got a gun and, uh, and you send a SWAT team over there. Exactly, exactly. It should be an attempted murder if they catch you doing it. Okay. So, you know, I, I, I've heard that this actress or that actor or this politician or that politician, Mar MTG uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene, for instance, was swatted on Christmas. Uh, this swatting activity is becoming normalized, meaning people don't raise an eyebrow. Well, let me, let me raise some eyebrows here. Rural Tennessee, one of the smallest population counties in the state of Tennessee, sent the Tennessee Bureau of Investigations SWAT team to a guy's house because he posted an article from RFK Jr.'s Children's Health Defense Organization to district attorneys' Facebook pages, mayor's Facebook pages, judges' Twitter accounts. He just was reposting an article, an interview with him by the Children's Health Defense Network about what he's gone through in the legal system in that particular county. I get a call from him right after the visit from the TBI. Um, he said, if I go to jail, here's the phone number for my daughter. Can you come up here and stay with my kids? And I said, sure, I'll come up and stay with the kids. He said, we'll call this particular other person who is, is in the children's health defense system that knows the attorneys and, and the state attorney general and people to work with to, to resolve this issue. Uh, but basically, they came to his house, long guns drawn, surrounded his house, knocked on his door, and said, we need to talk to you 
about what you've just done. He reposted a, an interview on these people's website. They were talking about him being a stalker because he never ever posted anything on anybody's site before, but he shared this on the, on, on the people in power's websites. And he's, he asked them through the door. He said, do you have a warrant? No, we just want to talk to you. Then why do you have a SWAT team here with guns drawn and surround my house? Uh, so I went through all of that with the man talked with him about it. Um, Children's Health Defense, of course, they have uh, pro bono attorneys all over the country that help with vaccine injuries, um, legal system that doesn't help uh, abuse children. They, they do a lot of work. Uh, obviously, a phone call was made because this is now two weeks later and there's nothing going on. Um, he hasn't gone to jail. Nobody came back with a warrant. Uh, how that was authorized, that swatting was authorized, was obviously a judge or a, a, a local district attorney picking up a phone and saying, this guy's stalking me, um, and he's dangerous. We've shown that he's They haven't charged him with anything that's dangerous, but anyway. Um, so as that story played out, Mrs. Phil and I, we're sitting here talking about freedom, freedom in America, or lack thereof. If a guy in rural Tennessee, out in the middle of nowhere, because he reposted an article, can have the Tennessee Bureau of Investigation SWAT team on his front door, that really shocked Mrs. Phil. She said, we're not free. I said, we've never been free. We're, we, we are not a free people. We're beholding, or, or we are subjects to the political class. And that political class, as we see today and every day, are only concerned about their power. They're not concerned about your freedom, regardless of what the, the First Amendment says, the Second Amendment says, the Third, Fourth, Fifth Amendment. They, they're not concerned about the Constitution. They're only concerned about their power. And who they, they, whoever the royalty is, whoever the power brokers are, they're only concerned about continuing their power. Why else would we see people like Nikki Haley being put in a, into a ballot, being put into politics. Forced it into it, shoehorned into it, shoehorned into it, out of nowhere. And, and we saw this with, um, well, we've seen it with Trump. We've seen it with the, the, those that they choose to provide us with. Uh, and that, that brings me up to the next real area I wanted to touch on today and that is spirituality not religiosity because religiosity just pays in plays into that system of power any quote 
religion, any sect, any cult, whether it be the Church of Rome, the Church of Tel Aviv, the Church of Beijing, uh, whether it's Orthodox, unorthodox, um, anyway, especially your Abrahamic religions, but any system, any organized system that is accepted, accepted without question is outside of the true spiritual nature. The true spiritual nature, is, as our science is showing more and more and more, is something way beyond this five senses, myopic viewpoint of reality. The, the, the truth is the universe is much, much wider than our little frequency ranges that we pick up with our senses. And if you don't know that by now, then you really need to just sit and think about it. Animals see in different wavelengths. Some animals see completely in infrared. Other animals see the same as we see, but also pick up infrared. Hearing. Our hearing, they say, is from... 20 hertz to 20 kilohertz, 20,000 hertz. Um, beyond that, we can't hear. Some people can, but not many. Um, well, when you think about that, okay, I can hear this range of tones. You go in for a hearing test, you get beep, 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 all these different tones. Animals hear in totally different ways than we do. Taste. You know, we've got all kinds of taste buds. A lot of animals have no taste buds whatsoever. They eat anything. They don't care what it tastes like. Smells a different one, though. Animals have the ability to smell, well, they say some dogs are a million times more acute in smelling than humans are. So to think that we know everything, about the universe is ludicrous. It just ain't happening. I've said that for a long time. I mean, you know, we, our five senses. Hey, your five senses can be deceived by any decent magician. I, I mean, you know, uh, any magician worth his top rabbit in the hat can, can, can fool your five senses into thinking anything. I go to a Hollywood, a Las Vegas show and, and watch for yourself. Uh, they'll soar each other in half, uh, drown each other, you know. And you'll think it's real. There's no way to tell. So, and, and I'm going to come back to science on this. Our scientists, um, through their, their limited ability for testing, whether it be through, um, you know, weights and measures or algorithmic conjecture, are showing the universe is way beyond what our senses will ever perceive. And there, there's a coming together there to show that if there is a, a finality 
to the universe, something finite, uh, that finality is, is unfathomable because the universe to the human mind and the five senses of this reality uh, is unfathomable. It's beyond our comprehension. And, uh, and to think that there's a duality, that there, there are um, two sides of it. There's us and our consciousness, and then there's the rest of the universe. That's a fallacy. We are part of the universe. Our consciousness is part of the consciousness of the universe. Do we have different levels of spiritual development, of, quote, soul development? Of course we do. But we're not separate. And nothing is separate. Ancient peoples have, have known that there is a vibration to a stone or a vibration in a tree and they may not be able to experience that by placing their ear on that stone. But that doesn't mean it's not there. Ancient peoples were way ahead of where we are. And that brings me back to what we're, we're looking at here. And that is the control of others. The money brokers, the religion brokers, the... the peoples of the planet being coerced and put in spiritual chains as opposed to developing their own spirituality. Now I'll give you another example because I, I, I got a lot of examples of different stuff over the last couple of weeks. I have a friend who is uh, very, very Christian. Uh, or she was, I should say. She has gone and done the study on the Christmas holiday. And she found, now she has a very personal relationship with what she believes to be her creator, and it's not some guy in the clouds with a long white beard and long hair and wearing a robe. Um, but she has a relationship with what she believes is her creator. And as part of this relationship, she says, well, what does history say about the birth of the creator as a man? And so she started looking at Christmas. And there is no possible way, based upon the records that are available, showing when the census was taken in Judea uh, in the zero century, um, or in 2 AD, or whenever it was, that there is no indication that from then going back nine months, that Christ could ever have been born in December. And that makes people question. If they start questioning, and then they start looking at history, history like Jack produces and, and Jack's other friends, O'Rage and John Valentine Lee, 
and all of these different sources we have out here, bringing history to the forefront and showing alternative histories and truer histories than what we're all taught. And, and so now we have people going, well, if Christmas isn't true, and Christmas is just a way for these power brokers, religious power brokers, to bring the pagans into the fold. We've all talked about this. But now you have people who are devout Christians going, well, how can we be supporting Israel and Israel's doing that? It ain't working. Well, if they lied to me about Christmas and they lied to me about Easter and they lied to me about my Savior being stuck on a cross, then what else did they lie to me about? And the people of the U.S. walk, the people who walk every day and go to work, they walk into work, go to work, come home, read their Bibles, when they start questioning, and nobody answers their questions except for folks like Jack, um, what, do, what do they wind up with? They wind up with a situation where they get angry because the only conclusions that these people can make and these are people, some of them I, I, I know, have been inculcated into these religious systems, especially the Abrahamic religious systems, whatever the flavor, um, they're inculcated, and then when they find out they've been being lied to for their whole damn lives, that is very, very trying some people. The lady I'm talking about, Debbie and I went over um, day before Christmas, Christmas Eve. Went over to the house and uh, I, I was going over to see somebody, not her, her husband. And uh, she comes out of the back room and I can tell she's distraught. She's red eyes, she'd been crying. And, and as Debbie, I walked into her and Debbie talking after I'd concluded what I was doing, I listened to what she was saying. The Norse, the Vikings, the Northmen, the people from the North, the white people of the planet didn't celebrate any of this. Yule, you burned the log. What they celebrated was Yule. What they celebrated was the winter solstice. The people of this planet have been following the seasons and celebrating the seasons for thousands of years. And now we got this 2,000-year-old new religion that seeks to take over everything, or thousand-year-old, depending on who, who you're talking about, wrote the book. And Mrs. Phil and I, we, we had, for years, we had discussions about the book. It's in the book. 
It's in the book. Well, who wrote the damn book? And when did they write it? And now, in some mainstream television, those same questions are being asked. And those are really freaking important questions to ask. Who wrote the book? When was the book written? Because that will tell you where and when that slavery that we're experiencing today came from. They found the means by which, if you don't believe, let's call it the Inquisition, if you don't believe the way we tell you to believe, we're just going to kill you. But we'll terrorize you and torture you. That's why I'm writing about what I'm writing about now with the, in France, what happened there. So many people are unaware that, that, you know, it's not a religion like, I used to have a friend, he used to always tell me, well, Christianity couldn't have spread the way it did without the help of God. I know a lot of Christians think that, I know that. But no, it wasn't the help of God, it was the help of the it was the help of the sword, the gun, the bayonet. That's what spread Christianity. It conquered everything. It's, they started with the Crusades. They ran roughshod over the entire world, uh, including their own in the south of France. So I, I think it's, it's, uh, there's a necessity for me to I dropped the book that I was writing, which really is my magnum opus, uh, to do this. I went to France, and I'm going to finish this up. And I'm going to explore the theological aspects of it. And uh, I, I, I feel the time has come for that. I, I think uh, Phil's talking about you Christians. I mean, you're being shown now uh, the full, your own false belief system. You, you think these people uh, are uh, God's chosen people. Uh, look at what God's chosen people are doing in Palestine. And, and, and these evangelicals that, that are following along and, and supporting this. And I, I got news for you. I think it's a lot smaller percentage than they're trying to make it out to be because I'm going by Massey. That's one of the only guys in Congress or the Senate that I, I, really, I wish he was president. He did a, he, he polled 15,000 people. And, and this is in Kentucky, I think, because that's where he's the senator or he's a Congress senator. And uh, what came back is only like 90% of, of Americans did not want to, to uh, finance this war. As a matter of fact, uh, I think it was 81% of Americans said they don't want Israel getting any of our money. Right. So, and then the other 9% said, well, give them the $3.5 billion they promised, but nothing more than that. So I, I get 9 out of 10 Americans are against this and, and are crooked, crooked, corrupt media. They'll never report that. They'll never report that Grand Central Station was closed by protesters. Many of them Jews. Many of them Jews. Uh, that Washington, D.C. was shut down by protesters against this war. That all over Europe, the cities, the people are in the streets by the millions. They're not going to report that. They're not going to report that. And they're just going to run roughshod over reality with their fake news. Uh, I, 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 but you are being shown. You are being shown that this is an erroneous belief system. The earliest heresy in Christianity was the Goth heresy. It was called Arianism. Arianism. And what Arianism believed was that Jesus could never have been nailed to a stick. You can't nail God to a stick. It's called doceticism. It means that Jesus was a phantom, a ghost. And you can't kill a ghost. Uh, and this, 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 this was prevalent. 
This was prevalent. And this is what gave rise to the Cathars. It was before the Cathars even. It was the foundation, perhaps, uh, of the belief in Jesus that that was uh, hijacked, hijacked in the 10th century by, I don't think it was the the, uh, Romans or the Italians. I personally, in my research, think it was the Etonian dynasty. And I've written a couple of essays about that, too. Uh, the devil, Devil's Among Us and Matilda, The Devil's Mommy. And I go read them. Go read them. I, I, I don't write without citations. Uh, I, I, people are readings. And it's so easy for these people uh, doing these YouTube videos and stuff like that. No citations whatsoever on a video. I, I mean, that's, that's, that's why uh, uh, the written word is so superior over the spoken word is because it can be cited. Uh, I'm glad that that, that's my art is in writing. Uh, I try to talk well. I can't talk as well as even as you just heard Phil talk. But uh, where I excel is is I can can write something uh, very coherently, very articulately, and I can document it. And that's what I've done for my career for 10 years. And I think that's why I'm the most censored writer in the world. Uh, we started out uh, 100,000 hits a piece on every piece I wrote. Uh, now I'm lucky if I get 2,000. Lately, I, now, I won't write for VT anymore after what they did with that last piece I did. Uh, I give an explanation for that. I'm not dragging my dirty laundry out into public because uh, that, that, that piece is for uh, my, my subscribers, my paid subscribers. Uh, but I, I wanted to... We, since we touched on spirituality, I just wanted to mention that. You need to know about Arianism and Doset, uh, the, how, how off, not, I shouldn't even say off, because I'm Italian and Hungarian. I'm probably more from the steppes of Russia or the Middle East than most of you who, who are, are all descended from Goths. If you're Northern European, if you're British, if you're Irish, you're Goth, you're Gothic. Uh, and and uh, your original forefathers, they were Arians. Uh, and their religion was Arianism. And uh, they believed a lot of what you believe is Christianity, but what they refused, refused to believe, was that God can be nailed to a stick. Only, uh, well, excuse my French, but only a Jew could come up with a freaking primrose like that. Nail God to a stick. How disgusting. How blasphemous. How blasphemous. And then you wonder why the wrath of God seems to have come down upon the West. I think it has. Uh, now, now, getting away from the spiritual, I wanted I wanted Phil to elaborate on one thing, because uh, you know a lot of people, you know, uh, I'm I'm the religious guy and a lot of other stuff, but Phil is more grounded than I am, uh, and he was talking about the elections. Now, now a lot of people, uh, including myself, feel that that uh, well, they we're going by what Steve Bannon said. Uh, oh, it's going to go right to the Supreme Court and they're going to squash it. Now, Phil doesn't seem to feel it's that cut and dried. I, I, and uh, I, I'd like to, you know, maybe uh, elaborate a little more on that. Okay. Because yeah. what you said made a lot of sense. Open my eyes up. Uh, well, I, I think the thing that I'm, I'm seeing with regard to Supreme Court and Supreme Court decisions regarding Trump and people wanting to keep him off the ballot and the uh, weaponization of the legal system in individual states and by the federal government, this guy Jack Smith, um, you know, there's a every every one of those cases is going to the Supreme Court. We have a, an issue with the Supreme Court, and 
the, the media is attacking the Supreme Court, and, and again, they're trying to normalize uh, popular opinion influencing the Supreme Court, or political opinion influencing the Supreme Court. And, and the judges on the Supreme Court. There have been a lot of attacks recently against Clarence Thomas, as an example. I, and I'm not going to get into them. I don't get into them. But what I'm thinking of with this election issue and keeping Trump off the ballot and the cases that are going to go to the Supreme Court calling him a, 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 an insurrectionist or whatever the, the case happens to be, if they go to the Supreme Court. Now, Trump appointed two, if not three, Supreme Court justices. And, and so we go to the Supreme Court, and the Supreme Court finds in Trump's favor. Well, if the Supreme Court finds in Trump's favor, then you're going to see a situation where you have a constitutional crisis because the people the ones who don't like the decision, are going to say, well, this judge and that judge didn't recuse themselves. They're beholden to Trump for their job because he appointed them. So their, their decision is invalid. So if the judge doesn't recuse themselves because it's a decision about someone personally, not a policy or a law, but a decision about a person individually that they have attachment to, there's going to be hue and cry. You can, you can watch the, the, the mob get stirred up the minute that the Supreme Court says, nah, Trump didn't do that. You're wrong for saying he's an insurrectionist. You have to put him on the ballot. Um, you will see this country go through the roof because the media is going to whip up this statement, the single statement, that the judges didn't recuse themselves. So now we have a constitutional crisis again. And the left is going to go freaking nuts. And, and violence will ensue. Can it, can it go as far as martial law? Potentially. But as long as they keep the crises going, they keep that duality going. The us and them mentality. Instead of realizing we're all part of a oneness, one thing. No, we have to be us and them. And they're going to keep whipping people up just like they did after Martin Luther tacked his 99 theses on the door of the church in Wittenberg in Germany. He formed a separate branch of Christianity called Protestantism. We are protesting what is said out of the Roman Catholic Church. Well, I saw what happened in southern Germany. The Roman Catholic Church burned enough people, killed enough people, that all of southern Germany is, for the most part, Catholic now, and has been for the better part of a thousand years. Well, not quite, but um, 
a situation where until we realize we're all interconnected and everything is interconnected, the earth, the rocks, the trees, the moons, the planet, it's all part of a single system, whether it's a hologram or whatever, or it's 2D and we're being fed 3D information. It don't matter. It's all one system. And, and to keep fighting as if it is a dual system is to keep us separate from our full potential. Okay, uh, well, how much, yeah, we're almost out of time here. Uh, I just want to thank some of you who've sent me large sums of money. Uh, and I, I want to thank those people. And of course, I'm not going to mention your names. Uh, you know y'all. Uh, you guys keep me going. Uh, you know, uh, my paid subscribers keep me going too. Uh, I, 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 if you want information like this, you're gonna, you know, tell your friends, share it. You know, I, I need more. I, I need more ten dollar people. You know, uh, pretty soon I'm gonna be sixty five, and then I gotta get social security. You know, I need to make more than I'm Medicare. making. Medicare. Me yeah. And Medicare, right. I got to get insurance. Uh, Pay your $140 a month for Medicare. Uh, so, uh, you know, I, I want to keep this going. I want to keep this going, but it's going to be up, up to, up to uh, our paid subscribers, uh, whether it's feasible or whether I got to go flip some pastrami off the books in New York City. <laughs> you know, because I'd have a much easier life if I did that. Uh, but I certainly won't be able to produce this kind of content and bring people like Phil Hunter to you. Uh, so, you know, you guys are going to have to decide what you want. You want you, you, you want Alex Jones, you want Nick Fuentes, you want Stu Peters, or do you want people who really have life experiences and are coming, are coming from, from what they've seen and not what they've heard or read? My father used to tell me, uh, you know, Believe nothing of what you read and half of what you see. So uh, these guys don't even have the half to go by because they've seen nothing in their lives. Nothing. You think Alex Jones has ever been out of his house or far away from his dinner table? Or, or Stu Peters, first he was a uh, rap, rapper, or uh, what else was he? Uh, I, oh, uh, he was a bounty hunter, too, and now he's a Christian evangelist. Uh, Nick Fuentes, uh, you know, when he starts talking about that stuff about the cross, he just shows his, his ignorance. So I, I'm going to leave you with that. You, you, you support us, please, because I want to keep doing this. I will say that the easiest way to support Jack Hart and the Jack Hart organization, his website, his recordings, his writing, the work on his book, is if you talk to someone about any of the subjects that we talk about, share with them. If you talk to 10 people, and, and these are people that you may not talk to but every couple of years even, but they, you still send them emails or Christmas cards or whatever, send them a link to one of our posts. Send them a, a link to one of the, the podcasts. Something that, that you think in your mind, well, I want to talk to... Jack over here, or Charlie over here about, send them a link. Um, that's the only way that the words that we speak 
the words that are written are going to get out there because the industry is certainly not going to do it. And we've seen that it's all about uh, sharing to go viral. I thank you for listening, as always. Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year. Thank you for joining us for today's Conversations from the Porch. We hope you found the content and our discussion enlightening and entertaining. Please join us at jackhartblog.org, that's jackhartblog.org, to continue the conversations in the comments section. Thank you again for joining us today. Please visit the site and sign up for the newsletter to stay informed of all the latest and greatest from 